When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. This is the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers, and by my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How are you doing, Reavers? I am excellent. Uh, we did take the week off last week, and we apologize for all of you diehard Weekly Scramble fans. We do apologize to you. So that would have been number 419, so this is number 419. Huh? This this would be show number. Are we are we doing the suits thing? We're going to start numbering shows. I kind of think it's kind of cool. Wait, right? You did not not. You're just throwing that number okay. out there. Reavers, I'm very particular about math. Yes, you are. I'm very particular about math. We You're a numbers started, guy. We started the beer show. Granted, it was on AM 1500 at mm-hmm. the time. That's mm-hmm. what we were calling AM 1500. Yep. 3,057 days ago. Oh, my God. If you divide that by seven, that's 436. But we didn't do it every single week. That's true. There were a few weeks where we'd take off or, or we'd run into Thanksgiving or things that's like right. that. Yeah. So I just thought, oh, let's take about 20 off of there a little bit. So I think last show was 419. That we missed last week, so this would be 419. The Big Show 420, for all those people who care, mm-hmm. will be next oh, week. Oh, boy, that's a celebration that's, right that there. That could be something. So I, you know, what, the reason why I want to do that, Reavers, is because that adds validity to us. Okay. Because people don't know we've been doing this for 419 weeks. So it, if, if memory serves correctly, it was July of 2012? Um, it was exactly J- June 27th of 2013. 2013. Yeah, it was right I, after July four, or I knew it was. Yeah. I knew it was around the fourth of July, and the reason I remember that is uh, the show that preceded us in that time slot was mm-hmm. the show I produced for Tom Pelissero, okay. who now works for the NFL Network. And Tom did the weeknight show back then when we were still a sports station, mm-hmm. or you know when when it was when it was sure, still sure. an ESPN yeah. affiliate, and. I remember when he left, because he left to go to the USA Today to be one of those big-time football writers, which, which was a great did. opportunity, he and he, he did, yeah. became a star. Yeah. Um, and I remember we had a going-away party for him right around the 4th of July. Yeah. And I knew that that's when we kind of took over. I didn't realize that it started in June. So. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it is cool. I mean, it's, and that was, it, when I said it started in June, that was the very first show we put up into podcast form. So we might have done a couple of shows before that. Okay. Because we might not have Because we were up on going it. to, initially, we were going to pre-record the show. Oh, for the fourth. Well, right? no, no, no. I meant yeah. in general. The, oh, yeah, the yes. concept yep. was yep. because at the time you were just a guest and I was doing the show with uh, Joel Alton Joel, from yep. the Growler Magazine. And that was the concept to which I thought, that's kind of dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of I was kind of frank with my boss and I just yeah. said, Brad, that's kind of dumb. I, I, I've been doing live radio forever. It's easier to do it live. Oh, yeah. Because I think part of it was with the apprehension of some of the guests, not you, because sure. you're, you're awesome on the air. But I think some of the guests were a little nervous about cracking a mic live on the radio. Oh, absolutely. And, and uh, thinking, well, I might screw up here, or I might screw up there. And I thought, eh, let's just let's just roll with it, baby. Let's just let's just do it live. Well, that's the same way we take this podcast. We never stop. 
Nope. We never say, oh, time out. I said something stupid. We say plenty of things that are stupid. Yes, we do. But we never stop yes, and we record do. that. And even if I think there was something that I said that was really dumb and I said, well, you would, uh, you know, get that out of their Reavers. And you're like, yeah, no, no, I'll totally do it. And then I listen back. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I forgot was. to remove it. Yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were just giving me the old, yeah, no, no, Mike, I'll totally. That was maybe the most moronic thing you ever said. I'll totally take that out. It made it into the air. Right. So. So, so 419. 419. Yeah, here we go. And uh, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to share this story with you and the listener last week. I did touch on it did very- Did you say listener? Listener, yes. Okay, I hope we have more. And, Congratulations, listener. And uh, I very briefly touched on this uh, on Garage. It was either on Garage Logic or Monday Night Sports Talk. I can't remember. But uh, Halloween was a couple of Saturdays ago. Mm-hmm. Or excuse me, Sundays. a couple of Sundays ago. And so that weekend, uh, for whatever reason, oh, I remember why. So my son's birthday is November 1st. Okay. My oldest son, William, he just turned 10 years old. And, and my birthday. birthday is on November 30 or on November 3rd. So we're very we're sure. two days apart. And so I always and my youngest son, his birthday is in late November. So I always try to do because I don't buy my kids gifts. Mm. I just I mean, if they need something, I buy it for them. <laughs> but sure. I want what a great, great I great want <laughs> them to have experiences more than I want them to have possessions. Because okay. they're going to remember. And, and with all due respect, you really do do a lot of experience. You guys go to games, places. You yes. travel out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big, I, big deal. That yeah. that to me is going to have a is going to resonate with them long term way more than a Lego set that I'm going to. Yeah. Which which my wife is still going to spoil the crap crap out of them anyway sure. by doing that. So I, I always like to just plan stuff that I know that they'll have fun and they'll remember it forever. Mm. So that 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 Saturday. My wife and I both we met at the at I'm still calling it Mankato State University, even yep. though it's Minnesota State Mankato. So that's where where she and I met. So we always have a fondness for just the city and the school and everything else. And so I was looking at the calendar. My son, my oldest son, is really getting into hockey. Like he just really likes oh, enjoying. Okay. Can't play it worth a lick, but he, he loves love watching it. Yeah. it. Right. And so I said, you know what we should do? That Saturday, Mankato was playing. Mankato's got a really good hockey team this year. Mm-hmm. And I had said, why don't we take them to the Mankato hockey game Saturday? We'll spend the night in a hotel. Oh, super fun. And man. then we'll, we'll, we'll come back Sunday morning. And she said, that's actually kind of a fun idea. Yeah, because the, there's an, a, ho- a hotel across the street from the hockey yeah, arena. Perfect. So then super we don't have to easy. worry about driving anywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we expanded it to, well, the football team is also playing that afternoon. Oh, good. You know. Oh, so you, did a du- you didn't double up football. We did the double header. Wow, good for you. Yeah, so we did the football game, which they got smoked okay. by Sioux Falls. And then we went and checked into the hotel. Well, we first drove through campus reminiscing. Mm-hmm. Oh, babe, remember we made out right here? And then uh, we, we drive through campus, and then we get checked into our hotel. And we get kind of settled in. Boys could go swimming for a little bit. Hockey game wasn't until six. Dad can start cracking open cold ones right away because right cars in, parked. I got nowhere to go again. to the month. Oh, yeah. dude. Okay. <laughs> so that's where I'm going. Okay. <laughs> so Chris Reavers was for a couple of hours from about, let's say, on the 30th from about three o'clock in the afternoon to about eight o'clock. It was Chris Reavers circa 2000. Oh, nice. And it was kind of fun. I got to be was, honest. It was fun. Do you remember most of it? Oh, yeah, for okay. sure. I mean, I didn't overdo that it far, that okay. that far. But, mm-hmm. it, but it was still just, you know, you got to let loose, let your hair down, have fun. If you want a piece of advice, people, gather around, listen to Uncle Reavers. If you really want to, and I did not plan this ahead of time, no, thinking anything through. Mm-hmm. But the Mankato hockey team tends to attract, because these are a lot of guys that are going to get drafted. Sure. They tend to attract um, puck bunnies. Yes, thank you very yes. much. I, that, that's a perfect I think explanation. That's what they call them, yeah. 
and uh, Jersey cheese. Knowing knowing that ahead of time, because I I we all my wife and I, my girlfriend at the time, we went to a ton of hockey games. She didn't know anything about hockey, but mm-hmm. it, they were just fun games to go to. Absolutely. And um, what's even better, Michael, is when you go to one of those games the Saturday night before Halloween. Oh yeah. And um, Halloween I, contest. I will just say this. Um, so we were we were sitting right behind the glass of the opposing team, uh, uh, Patoni's team, Michigan, Western Michigan, Michigan yeah. and uh, or Michigan Tech, one of the two, whatever. They smoked him, Mankato won seven to nothing, and we were sitting right behind the bench, and next to us were the Puck Bunnies yeah. for the Michigan team, okay, and the Puck Bunnies. For the Mankato team, so we right were surround. We were in the middle okay, of it. You were right in the mix to the point where my ten-year-old, a couple of them came down to sit, and he goes, he turns his head and just kind of stares. I go, "What you doing?" He goes, no, "Nothing, nothing." nothing. <laughs> but I caught him looking. It was awesome. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that was cool. But I, the, the 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 reason I'm bringing this all up is, like I was telling you about the memory and the last mm-hmm. thing, because you know, you, you're gonna do things in a moment like that where you probably wouldn't have done it normally. Sure. And what I mean by that is. We go to the high V that's across the street from our hotel to get you know a couple of things to eat yeah, and some snacks. whatever whatever for the for the kids. It's about I'm gonna guess it's close to ten o'clock at night, okay, on Pretty a Saturday late. night. Okay, so me and my ten year old <laughs> go to high V, and Dad's feeling real good. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean real good. I walked from the hotel to the game, back to the hotel, and then I said, "Well, we need to get some snacks. Yeah, we need to get snacks, Ch- potato chips." And so we go to high V. We get the snacks and everything else, and then we are checking out, and William says, Dad, look at that giant pumpkin. Out in front, they had these pumpkins that had to have weighed 100 pounds. Okay, just real pumpkins. I mean, massive, massive pumpkins, Hmm. and they were on sale because it was the night before Halloween. Yeah, that's right. So I picked up and purchased this giant pumpkin. I think it was supposed to be 50, but they marked it down to 20 bucks. Okay. And I dropped it in the shopping cart. And the cart bent so it, it just yeah, basically yeah, went. <laughs> and um, we bought it because you buy the giant pumpkin when sure. it's only twenty dollars. And you're hammered. And I'm hammered. Yeah. And uh, and my kid said that would be cool. So sure. let's do this. We're doing it. Watch. This is how I throw money around, kid. And you know when you're a big time podcast celebrity like me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm with but you. I'm but I'm pushing this shopping cart. Down River, are you familiar back, with back to the hotel? Yeah, you, you're familiar with the Mankato layout, uh, like that kind of area. But, so you're leaving the grounds of High V, correct? With a shopping cart. And Riverfront is a four lane, like pretty busy okay. highway that connects downtown Mankato to where you would get on the highway, whether okay. it's 169, 22, or whatever one of those highways. So I'm cro- there's a crosswalk, so mm-hmm. we're doing it responsibly. Everybody's slowing down and staring. <laughs> then we bring it into the hotel. Because oh, I asked the high no, employee, the is this okay if I bring the shopping cart? I'll bring it back in the morning. And she's laughing so hard. She said, honey, you do whatever you want. Oh, and I said, no, kidding. I promise I will bring the shopping cart back in the morning. So we brought the pumpkin back up to the hotel room. And my wife says, what in God's name are you doing? Are you doing? What are you doing? And I said, honey, <laughs> when the 75-pound pumpkin is on sale for $20, you buy the 75-pound <laughs> pumpkin. And she just shook her head and she said, oh, no. oh my God. Okay. And of course, what are the boys doing? They're dying. Yeah. They're, this is the greatest the thing they've, they've ever seen. seen. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's what I did. So uh, that's going to be one of those stories that your 
sons tell each other on the radio because they'll have a podcast. Oh, I'm sure. And, you know, when they're 50 and they're like, my old man <laughs> ran down to the old high V, got so hammered, he dragged a pumpkin back. But they'll, you know, it will be a Roycey esque story. Richard Roycey stories. Yep. That Those will have more, the... there will be more color to it, right? Yes. You carried it over your head. And then as you put it into the car, you dropped it and left it there in the. I will say this. It's it's now sitting on, on my front stoop at okay. my house. Um, but I will say this. It was a chore to lift that thing and get yeah. it. Because it's, you know, it's not like it has handles. No. It has the one no. at the top, but that's worthless. Sure. So, yeah, you can't So pull here's that. dumb, you know what, me <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night trying to lift this 75-pound uh, pumpkin into the shopping cart while my 10-year-old's holding it still. <laughs> when you were at the game and your son was kind of checking out the crowd, the yeah. puck bunnies, did mm-hmm. you say, son, here's a lesson? <laughs> You Be see, really good at sports. All these boys here that sit that are playing hockey. Yep. They stink. They're missing teeth. They're unkept, right? They're they're unbelievable athletes. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're anything else. But every one of them could talk to any one of these gals and they're going to pay attention to him cuz he plays college division 1 hockey. Not not the pros yet. Right. But they're just thinking I won't be able to get him when he's a pro because mm-hmm. then he'll he'll get Vegas quality women, but now he's getting Mankato quality women, right? Don't right. be ripping Mankato quality I mean, women. You know, I'm sure they're fantastic, but you have to teach your son that lesson, right? Like there's a couple ways. If you can't do it in sports, you got to do it in something different, podcasting. Right, that could be <laughs> it too. Right. But because I think I I lost that dream, and not that I mean I'm obviously a massive sports fan, mm-hmm. but you know the dream of me having professional athlete kids. Yeah, whatever. If oh, yeah. if it happens, it happens. If not, I I, I don't care. The hockey dream died when uh, we were playing a pickup game in the rink with a couple of the neighbor kids, and the neighbor kids took a slap shot and just smoked him right in the knee. Oh. And he said, "I don't think I like this to play yeah, this sport sure. anymore." You know, I don't blame him. <laughs> it's a tough sport. It is. It's hard. My girls wanted to do it. And I said, "Thanks. Not there's not a chance." You're never playing hockey. See, I have a good friend that has three boys mm-hmm. that are in traveling hockey. No, thank you. Year-round. Yeah. And I said to him, are you insane? Yeah, so June 3rd, or worse yet, July 3rd, because they'll put it right on a And weekend, they're up in War Road. And they're up in War Road, sitting in a 32-degree... No, not doing it. <laughs> right. I just turned to my kid. First of all, it's ungodly expensive, right? It's super yep. expensive. Yep. And you're just I'm just not sitting inside in a frozen thing. And people love it. And I, I get that. What happens is you become friends. Your kids are still kind of young for some sports yet. Yeah. But when they start getting into like J.O. sports, you know, junior Olympic sport yep. level where they've kind of committed to one sport, then all those people become your friends because right. you're just seeing them. Day after day, you're well, on vacations with them places, and and know. that that kind of started this this past summer with with Williams baseball team is you know we just got to know all the families because we saw each other three times a week yeah. or you know whatever it was, and so yeah, I totally get that part of it. Totally my, get that part. My of it. daughter, they all play volleyball. All three of my my kids, yep. my daughters play volleyball. One of them is on a JO team, and she's she's good, but she's like, I hope I really make this certain level of JO. And I said, Oh, why? And she goes, Well, we get to go to Italy. And, and she's 13. Wow. So they get to go to Italy, and then they get, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I hope you make the one that's two <laughs> levels down, and you get to go to Nebraska, right? because I can get you to Nebraska, but if I have to start throwing out $1,000 a time when you want to go to Italy to play volleyball, right? congratulations. You know, you will have to go to a secondary college, not an expensive one. You're going to have to go to Mankato. Yeah, yeah, it's coming right out of your college fund. It is. They, I, I, I'm not going to say what school this was, but I went and... Um, I went to this coaching thing where they were talking about incoming freshmen yep. and you know the sports that they're going to play. And this this coach 
real nice person, I'm not going to say who it is, said, hey, as a freshman, it's so fun. You get to meet people, and you'll really enjoy sports here at this school. As a sophomore, you really have to just commit to this sport and this sport only. And started just like talking about as you work up the chain, how it becomes really not fun, you know, because mm-hmm. it sounded like you'll have uh, as a, you know, if you make to make it to junior varsity because they have a 10th grade team, if you make it to JV, then you'll be expected to work out before school and yeah. just all of this stuff. And then they took pictures of different schools and they said, here's the 10 kids on that team. Four of them are division one, you know, players. And then other schools, like all the, in the section, you know, the wow. division, I was like, I turned to my kid and I was like, Hey, good luck. Enjoy ninth grade. Right. Because. Tenth grade is going to be a totally different feeling. Wow! And if you're and if you haven't been playing that sport since you were ten and at a jail level, people are just passing you up. I mean, it's just you have a ten year old kid who's been training for two years in that sport. It's right. like wow. There is. A, I remember in high school. You didn't have to play a sport beforehand. You could, I mean, everyone played baseball before they joined the baseball team. But hypothetically, you could have just joined track. You could have just joined gymnastics a lot of kids or did. something. Yeah, yeah, right? You just said, yeah. oh, I'm going to try this out. And well, I'm, I'm a yeah. per- perfect example. I, I pretty much just played football, basketball, and baseball growing up. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I actually developed quite a bit of speed. I wasn't sure. really fast. as I mean, every kid is fast in their own regard. Yeah. But the track coach literally came up to me and said, you need to run track. Oh, really? And I said, I've never run track. He said, I don't care. Yeah. I can teach you how to run track. What sport did you give up then? I what? didn't. I played baseball and ran track. Oh, this, you did? Okay. And I said, well, I'm, I'm not quitting baseball. Yeah, he goes, baseball no. is your sport. He That's, said, yeah. the, the, he, uh, I'll never forget this, Coach Nelson. He said, if, we have, if there's a conflict, you play baseball. If you just have practice, I'll talk to the, you know, and say, yeah. hey, because it was me and another guy. Okay. And they said, we, we just want you to come run track. And I said, okay, oh. so I just have to show up for events? Isn't that going to P.O. Yeah, who, other people? people working and out, he yeah. said, no, not really, because everyone just wants to win. Sure. And I said, okay, cool. So oh, I, that's I, really cool. Yeah, and I, I didn't I didn't run many events. I think maybe at the most I ran maybe not even 10 events. Because like I said, baseball wasn't sure. a jam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, but but that would never happen now. At no. least not at, not at the mid to upper tier level high school teams. Maybe if you're... At a smaller school, sure, and they just the, need somebody, and that, they just need uh, bodies. I can see that happening. So when but. you played collegiate baseball, did they ever do like combine testing for you guys? Like, sure, in, in, there know, was. Well, so basically, here's how it works. At least it's how it used to work. It's obviously you know that was twenty plus years sure. ago. But what would happen is you'd show up for um, fall fall ball or fall practice where all the tryouts would take place. Check, checking on you. Because then, then you, know, you, you spend the entire winter training and throwing and doing whatever else. Mm-hmm. And so you, you ran drills and you know, they, they would time your throws from the outfield or your, you know, they'd okay. clock you or whatever. So yeah, so then you'd get graded in that regard. But that's just for just about every sport. I mean, I remember when we were driving through campus. So keep in mind, this is uh, October 30th and they had – people out there throwing because really? uh, the baseball field's right next to okay. the football stadium in okay. Mankato. And so there were guys out there throwing and I don't I couldn't tell if they were on their own or sure. or whatever but yeah that's that's again that's but that's collegiate so that's different where it has to be year round where you can't allow these guys to lose touch with their I mean PJ Fleck talks about it all the time where you they have to stay committed to this team sure. year round or you're just simply not going to be able to yeah, advance to that won't, to, won't to, to that level but well, my, so my, you met, oh, I'm sorry, but really quick, no. you mentioned something about about high school. So my team, Fairville Falcons, we were in the section final last Friday against Hutchinson, where we knew it was a tall order because um, Hutchinson's really, really good. But I went thinking, whatever, you know, Hutchinson's not too far away from my house. Mm-hmm. And so 
game was over. Fairball got beat pretty thoroughly. And I took a photo of this, and I don't, I don't know if you saw me tweet it out on Friday night, but it was the the high school senior sitting on the bench by himself. After the game was over, everybody yeah. shook hands. Guys started heading to the locker room or to the bus or wherever they were going. And he was just sitting there. I thought, man, I, I, I'm just wondering what's going through that kid's head. Yeah. Like it's he, he's it. coming to the realization yeah. it, it's it. over. Yeah, and I played, I, I, I played this sport for all of my life from from what I can remember. Yeah, and that's done now. And I and I know that Fairbo is, has a couple of kids that are going to play college football. So I don't know if he happened to be one of them. Um, but it was just kind of cool to to see that little moment right there. Mm-hmm. Granted, it, he was probably very sad, but what a cool little moment that he's going to remember forever. I have a buddy who knows a lot about town, town ball. Sure. Maybe you could talk to him oh. and say, kid, <laughs> welcome to town ball. If you're not going to college, you're coming over here. We can use you. Have you ever thought about coaching, high school coaching? Because, I mean, you coach your town ball team. Um, I have given it some thought. and Is that a lot of commitment? Um, I mean, is that- it is a ton of a commitment, okay. and not that I'm not that I'm afraid of that. I honestly... If 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 it came down to coaching my kids, okay, yes, I'd be I'd be very interested because what I'm trying to do now is let other people coach them, mm-hmm. so that way they can hear it from somebody else. Okay. So they're not always just hearing it from me. Um, that makes sense. But I will say this, and unfortunately, what's happening right now with high school sports, and it's not just in the state; it's it's all over the country. Parents are ruining Losing really good Losing high school lives. coaches. Yep. Yeah. And there's not, and not all high school coaches are saints, by the way. I'm not trying to paint that picture, but it's too bad because I know so many guys that have just thrown up their hands and said, I'm not doing this. Just think of the, the 22-year-old guy who loves baseball and is umpiring a high school game yeah. and says, thank you, I'll never do this again. Right. That guy just threatened to knock me out in the parking lot. And not everybody takes that stuff kindly. Right. That scares people, right? That can well, scare people. There's like, a no, shortage. I'm not doing it. There's a massive shortage for both referees, for yeah. umpires, for officials, for all right. sorts. Because I'd be the perfect example of somebody that should be officiating or mm-hmm. should be an umpire. 100%. You know, you know I know the, the game a little perfectly. bit. You yeah. know, yeah. I, I, I don't mind going to games. But mm-hmm. to make... Whatever it is, a hundred. I think it's what were we paying umpires last summer? I think it's like one twenty-five to drive to you know Wyndham or or whatever to go umpire a nine-inning baseball game, get heckled by two sets of teeth. You know, I I, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Right? There should be some. It's a sense of service. You know what I think they should do is they should not pay them. I know that sounds strange, and say I'm a volunteer. Give you know because once oh, you, you I, t- n- oh, wait, hear me out, right? <laughs> Obviously, I know the I guys. I get what you're I, saying. I, I, but... I want them to be paid, right? And they want to be paid. But if you're like, you know, how do you heckle a volunteer? Hey, guys, I'm just trying to do the best I can. Right. But people take it very, very seriously. Oh, yeah. this, at, at this coaching event for my kid, they were saying, "Don't coach from the sidelines. Don't yell to your kid. Don't ask them how they play. Don't give them any recommendations when they're done." I mean, they went through. Just ask them, "Was it fun? I hope it was fun." You know, that's what you ask them, whether they win or lose. And I was like, "Oh, that's you know, that's tough." And but. the thing is, because I've been involved with sports basically my entire life, I've seen both sides of this. Because I'll never forget, I'm not going to name the team because he's actually a good, good dude for the most part. Mm-hmm. But uh, upon the conclusion of a game, usually the home team is responsible, in, in, in town baseball anyway, the home team is always responsible for paying for the umpire because they normally get that money from concessions or, mm-hmm. or, or, or gate field. or They're whatever. Yeah, exactly. Money, yeah. And I'll never forget, we won the game. There were some t- you know, bad calls, but, but that's going to happen. Sure. And the, we're going through the handshake line, and the opposing team's coach, instead of handing him the wad of money, he threw it at him. Uh-huh. 
And I stopped. I saw it. Yeah. And I stopped. And I went, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And I know. And I know this person personally. Okay. And I used his first name. I said, "Blank, what are you doing?" And he said, "Well, d-, I said, come on, you're better than that, yeah. you know." But I've also seen the other side of it, where some umpires can be very. Um, this I'm getting away with a really good town ball story. Um, <laughs> well, that's just a GL rule, not uh, not a weekly scramble rule. But but I remember there was an umpire and. His whole thing was, don't throw me the baseball. So if there's a foul ball, like, you know, you get foul balls, sure. you got to bring them back to the umpire. And I didn't I didn't know this, that that was, his, that was a thing. Like, he mm-hmm. viewed it in some way as a sign of disrespect. And I said, hey, Blue, and I threw the ball at him. And he grabbed it. He threw it back, and he said, don't throw the ball at me. And I said, what? Yeah, like how, how else am I supposed to get it to you? I lock it up and hand it to you? So it, it, it hit me, okay, and then it landed on the ground, and I just went, huh. And right. I turned around, I went back to the guy, like, well, yeah. go bleep yourself, yeah. man. So I've seen both sides sure. of it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it but shouldn't anyway. be. The, the people who are doing that as as a not making a billion dollars doing it, right? They're not the, is it Tim Cheetah uh, guy? Yes, yeah. yep, St. Paul's own. 100% one of the nicest guys in the world, Yeah. right? I'm, this is going to be to- totally tangential, but I went and played this celebrity golf tournament thing, and he was our celebrity. Oh, cool. And then I, we realized that was we Was this lived, the one this last summer you were in? Uh, no, this was this a couple a while years ago, ago okay. right? But gotcha. it was way out in Windsong Farms or whatever, way on the other side of town. We both live in St. Paul. Okay. And at the end of it, we had you know, kind of hung out for a little while, and we both looked at each other, and we didn't know each other before this, and we were like, why don't we drive together? If only we would have known we could have driven together. Because he bartends at Mancini's, yeah. and, you know, so I see him all there. He's such a nice guy. Were you out with us the night that we hung out with him at the State Fair? No. You know what I'm talking about, don't no, you? No, I don't. I, I I only have hung out with him once, and then I seen him at Mancini's. Once I found out who he was and spent the day golfing with him, then I seen him oh, at Mancini's. Oh, wait. This was, this, this was the year... That I think you missed both state fair shows because you were on vacation. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, because I remember Joe Alton was with us, who had filled in for you. Okay, and then I forget who filled oh, in yeah, the other. Oh, that's right. We- I can't remember what I was doing. But so yeah. what year? Um, whatever year that sure. was, it was you know our buddies Ryan and Tom from mm-hmm. Elevated, me, Joe. Uh, I'm trying to think. There was somebody else that was with us too, but we just said let's go up to uh, oh for crying out loud, Ballpark Cafe. No, 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 the other one. So uh, it's the G. Uh, Giggles. Giggles. We went up to Giggles because they had just built that really cool Great back there. patio mm-hmm. with the with the bands and stuff. And mm-hmm. he said, guys, come up because we had had him on the show. Mm-hmm. And he said, guys, come on up and I'll, I'll get your first round. And of course. Of okay. Course, yeah, that's free we're, we're in. Yeah. And then we bought 60,000 yeah. more. He but knew what he was doing. Absolutely. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. But he, we went up there, Mike. The stories he was telling, oh, uh, I mean, unbelievable. these are stories he can't tell when he's on with Joe and Pat or us or whatever, but the stories he was telling about conversations that he would have with coaches, managers, ball players. Absolutely. One thing he told Nolan Ryan to do was, I'm saying, that's yes. Nolan bleeping yeah, Ryan? He told me that story. Oh, fact, anyway, yeah. it was just, it was, it was great. because He's a cool guy. Ball players, baseball players, and hockey players are the best storytellers, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Just because the the crap they try to pull and the and the, the shenanigans that take place when they're not playing the game, it's 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 really cool. Well, then I asked him, like, I mean, did you did you umpire some famous times? And he just starts running through times I knew in baseball, and if I knew them, that was a big deal. I was like, holy buckets, you were there. For I that? think he was the plate umpire for when Nolan Ryan uh, 
cracked the skull of Robin Ventura. I think that's exactly. I'm almost yeah. positive he told yeah. us that he was the either. I think he said plate umpire, but it he was, was something. Or when it, Nolan Ryan had his whatever strikeout or whatever, it okay. was like something. There was some great Nolan oh. Ryan stories. He's a great storyteller, and you know, I don't know if he's still up at Mancini's. I'd imagine he is. I don't know why he wouldn't be. But what a fun thing to do! And I think he works during the day, like has for a, lunch just or a regular gig or whatever. Yeah, he just yeah. goes. He just wants to hang out with people, right? Yeah. So he just goes up there, and but you know, you go sit at a bar, and then all of a sudden you find out. A guy could tell you 50 <laughs> hours worth of stories. That's a pretty good bartender. Yeah. That was a pretty good catch by by uh, by Pat and John. So uh, speaking of officiating, I can't even believe we went down this road. But you watched. You're 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 a football guy. I am a f- football guy. Did yeah. you happen to catch last night's game, or have you seen a lot of football recently? Um, I know I you've did, been really I, busy I, yeah, lately. I've been but... exceptionally busy. Um, I did not watch last night's game. So but... they called it, t- and I'm not a Bears fan. Mm-hmm. But they called a taunting penalty on the Bears linebacker. Okay. Have you heard this story? No. So Bears linebacker guy gets a big sack. He's celebrating. And the NFL has really tried to crack down on the excessive celebrations. I get it. Which, okay, sure. But they've gone way too far. I read the article. I didn't read what happened. What did he do? So Bears linebacker guy sacks Roethlisberger. Okay. Or it was either a sack of Roethlisberger or he it was a tackle for loss. It was a huge play in a big in a big okay. spot. Important time. And so the Bears are about to get the ball back. Well, linebacker guy was like, "Yeah, high fives his teammate. Yeah, kind of looks at the Pittsburgh bench, mm-hmm. but but didn't really gesture or do Nothing anything different than normal." Turns around the. I think it's Tony Corrente was the head official for the last night's game. Backs into him. You're kidding. They th- and then Bears linebacker goes, oh, you know, and yeah, the sorry, like I didn't mean to bump into you. Yeah, throws the flag, oh. gives Pittsburgh an automatic foot. They were gonna have to punt. My my point being, Whoa. they are now. And Kevin Seifert wrote about this. Kevin Seifert's one of the best football writers in the country, and he wrote about this uh, either last night or this morning, saying. These officials are changing outcomes of games. That's purely accidental, right? I mean, that was he was just backing up. He didn't do anything to deserve that. No, the yeah. uh, the referee backed into him. It almost looked like he did it on purpose. Oh, oh he, the referee backed yes. into him? Yes, because the, the oh. linebacker was like trying to get out of the way. Oh, I thought the linebacker but he kind of like him. bends into him. I thought uh, I had to rewind it because I'm thinking, did I just see that, that? That makes it well. What was the call? It was either in the Gophers game or the Vikings game. Vikings game where the uh, they dragged him down by the back and it no, was no, that was bad. But oh. where the it was the um, the coaching staff got a penalty. Oh, he bumped into him. Yes. Yeah. Well, he kind of like yeah. pushed him out of the way. I'm like, okay. sideline infraction. Sideline infraction. I'm yeah. like, first of all. Anybody who did that on my team, I would lose my mind. It's like, what are you doing? You do, treat the other team with respect. You never give them a little push. And or that stems from a couple of years ago. Uh, boy, we're really breaking it down. Who, who, didn't someone tackle somebody? There, it was a, a Jets. I think it was the Jets strength coordinator, something like that. Were Mister Tucker? Sure. I, I, I teach the guys how to lift weights. I'm that guy. The shoulder. And there was a player running for the other team, running down the sideline, and he mm-hmm. got pushed out of bounds. And this guy just drilled him. And that's kind of what that, started yeah. the, this emphasis Which on sideline stuff. But I thought, yeah. what a dumb move. I mean, it looked like a very inconsequential thing to give the guy a little push. Yeah. But come on, be a better sport than speaking that. Speaking of that, have you – because the, the whole world, speaking of football, has been kind of fixated on Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And, and not his, even necessarily – I'm immunized, but I'm not It vaccinated. wasn't even his decision. And I don't have a problem that he decided not to get vaccinated. That's his, that's sure. his call. That's been my whole M.O. Like – just don't tell me what to do. Let mm-hmm. every, everyone get, has the right mm-hmm. to make their own decision, which Aaron Rodgers does. He did. It was the fact that he lied about, he about lied about, lied about it. it. Yeah. That's that's the problem you don't, everybody you don't has. Do that. Yeah. So someone 
I don't know if you can see this. Someone retweeted his um, his press conference picture and gave him the the Karen the haircut. Karen haircut, and it says Karen Rogers. Karen Rogers. To which oh. I I lost it when I saw that. That was so damn funny when yeah. I when I first saw that picture. But I did I didn't know if you had if you had. It uh, was pretty. Uh, you know, you don't think you're going to get caught in that lie. I mean, is that not something that you think? But here's the pro. If that's really what he thought that he, what you had said, if if he really thought he was going to cut, dude, you are one of the what five most recognizable players in the most in the world. It, well, right? it, it, uh, in the most successful sports yeah. empire in the in the free world. I mean, all you have to do is go get a test somewhere, and the word. I mean, the word could be out on him anytime, anywhere. Right. It, it, that was really really weird. I just thought. Those are things you probably, somebody next to him should say, hey, you know what? You're probably going to get caught for this. If you, What happens if you actually get COVID, Aaron? Right. You know, that's, that seems like, I would love to have those athletes, um, you know, protect themselves for the sake of being able to watch them play. But, you know, you're a 22-year-old stud. You're probably going to be okay if you get COVID, right? right. I mean, for the most part, for the yeah, most part, absolutely. But, but you know, you may not. But statistically, you're probably going to be okay. But still, you know, let's play. And plus, if you lose one week, you might it might cost you three hundred forty thousand bucks. It's right? Like, don't lose that week. Uh, I I now remember which one he told us about. And 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 Tim Cheetah. You can see yeah, Tim okay. Cheetah. You can see it via video because it's all over the place. Remember when Joe Necro got busted with the with, with the those, emery board? The emery board is yes. And Herbeck tried to step on it. Yeah, as it. as Necro was flipping it yeah, out of his pocket, yeah. Cheetah was the guy that went what? The yeah, hell? like what is that? So <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, didn't I see something about Phil Necro? Like, didn't he come to the Twins when he was like super super old? Oh, both he and his brother both pitched into their mid to late forties. I mean, I, I want to say he was like 48. Is that uh, even possible? Let me look it up. I'll pull up. Joe I, I remember just Necro. seeing something online about that, and I was like, how how could someone pitch when he went on Letterman and did the and and, fake, and, yeah. and, and Letterman brings out you know the the hands yeah. saw and all that oh my god that was so funny he was okay. cold just stone cold busted his though. last year he came to the twins in 87 when he was 42 years 42, old 42 okay and then he did pitch very briefly i think he had 5 games it looks like he had 5 games in 1988, I mean, he was. Was that Phil or his brother? That was Phil. Okay. Uh, I'd have to look up. Joe, I think, was just as long, but I, that was one of those deals where I think Phil was just desperately trying to get to like 250 wins to yeah. maybe get some Hall of Fame votes. I gotta, I've got to imagine that that was the case. You're not look up. That's a long time. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of throwing Oops. on that arm. I wonder, you know, that he was pre. Tommy John's, where everybody was having Tommy John surgery when they were eighteen. Now you know, right? Yeah. The preemptive Tommy John's. Uh, because we lost, we lost Joe not that long ago. Like dead? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I, I think he passed that. away in like a year or two ago. Although I, he could have been seventy. Here I'm we forget. go. Nineteen eighty-seven. Okay. Joe pitched for the Atlanta Braves his last year in Major League Baseball. I think this was like his second or third run with the Braves. And he was 48 years 48 old. 48 years old. Yeah. When I said 48, I thought, well, that can't be right. That sounds way too old. He's almost a 50-year-old pitcher in Major League Baseball, which, yeah. and that was in 87. So he's he's old, right? And, so and, he died at how old? 70-something. And Phil has to be, he was 81. 81. 81 wow, years okay. old. Yeah, and wow. Phil is in the Hall of Fame. I'm, I'm almost positive that he is in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, in fact, yeah, he is in the Hall of Fame. Joe is not. Hmm. So anyway. Uh, really quick, let me make mention too. By the way, um, I got a, a really cool email uh, from Tim because I had tweeted out last week about uh, Harmony Spirits. 
Uh, check out uh, Harmony's Bourbon Barrel Finished Rum. Mm. Their bourbon barrel stuff is sounds really good. unbelievable. Yeah, with uh, rum and then bourbon barrel. It'll be available at liquor stores uh, this week, meaning last week. Uh, it's been aging in bur- in their bourbon barrels for two years, Michael. Are you a rum guy? I 100% am a rum That's guy. That's what I thought so. But okay. I'm also not patient. So two years, I'd be like, <laughs> I think we should just bottle a few of these bottles now. Uh, but but Tim, on one month in. Tim sent me a great email, said, Reavers, thank you for the recommendation of the Harmony Spirits Bourbon Barrel Finished Rum. Picked it up at my local liquor store. Well, thank you for asking for them by name, by the way, Tim. Uh, so thank you for the recommendation. Hey, Handcrafted Spirits made in Harmony, Minnesota. I have to check this out because I love my whiskey. I love my bourbon. love mm-hmm. uh, I'm not the world's biggest rum guy, but I would 100% try this. Oh, I mean, they're so good. So right? uh, uh, ask for the Harmony brand by name at your local liquor store. Also, check out their website for upcoming events. And their Twitter account is extremely active, too, though be, uh, I know they do a lot of photos with uh, tastings and whatnot. So please make sure you ask for them by name. And stop in at that tasting room down there in Harmony, Minnesota. Say hi to the fellas and let them know that you heard about them on the Weekly Scramble or the Garage Logic podcast. Either way, we don't care. Just make sure that you mention that you heard about them uh, with me and that would be extremely nice of you Can I to do, do something so. cheesy? Please. So, you know, the cost of this podcast is zero. Okay. Right? Like, no one has to pay to listen to this podcast. No right. one has to pay to, to listen to GL. Right. But the easiest way, if you enjoy this podcast, to not pay for it, but to walk into the liquor store and say, hey, do you have Harmony Spirits? And just try a bottle once in a while. Right? Just yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. And then the liquor store says, hey, people are asking for it, asking for Harmony. And Harmony says, wow, sales are up. And hey, we support, uh, you know, the Garage Logic mm-hmm. and we support the Weekly Scramble. It's super easy. It is. We're not asking for anything no. else. You don't even have, you don't even necessarily need to buy it if you if you're not in just ask and look at the labels <laughs> and read it and say and if and if you think the barrel aged rum looks good. Then buy it. Then buy it. Yeah. If not, just say, hey, thanks for showing me it. <laughs> right? But at least ask for it. That's We're not asking for much. Right. That's not asking for much. Just just uh, have a, what is, what's the line from the song? Uh, a little help from my friends? There you go. Okay. Yeah. Get by uh, with a little help from my friends. That's exactly right. Uh, well put, Reavers. I lost the tweet that I was going to share with you. Oh, darn it. Now I can't find it. Is it about Travis Scott concert? I heard you guys talking oh, about Travis Scott, that horrible, horrible that tragedy. That horrible situation. It yes. is. I mean, the more you learn about it. It's horrible, but I was listening to GL from yesterday, and and Joe was kind of like saying, um, you know, Travis Scott, he should be going to jail, and you know, and I don't think Joe understands that Travis Scott is hugely popular. Not saying he shouldn't shouldn't go to jail. I'm not mm-hmm. saying anything about that. But he had like burgers named after him at McDonald's. I mean, he's very very corporate mainstream. Right. He's just not the genre that Joe listens to anymore. I do have a feeling though that this is going to hurt him significantly i don't know i mean he, the, he i mean these are these are multiple million dollar lawsuits yeah but that he's going to be facing here. he has insurance and everybody will have insurance true, right true and 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 justifiably so i can't fathom that he saw people dying and still went and on said i'm gonna just keep going i think he has a totally legitimate i had no idea you know i didn't know if they were Whatever. I didn't know. And he attempted to like say, hey, what's going on? You know, he, he had a couple of moments where he slowed things down, but they didn't. It. No one said, stop, dude, turn on, you know, right. Turn off the music. Run off I the guess stage. And that's the biggest problem that I have with it. We, we, we discussed this, you know, a lot yesterday, but it's, it's worth repeating because I think it's a troubling sign for I, this. This was my instant reaction. When I saw this news, because at first I saw that, you know, I was watching the news and I saw the, the mm-hmm. little scroll at the bottom. Yeah. I'm thinking, 
oh no, what somebody happened? opened fire. Sure. That's my first yeah, reaction yeah, because yeah, you know it's happened before. Mm-hmm. And then so I went, I went to go look it up, and I'm, and I see, oh my god, these people were basically trampled to death. It was horrible. And and then I start reading. Well, wait a minute, he was encouraging this. And I'm looking at going. But he wasn't encouraging. No, he yeah. was though. But he, he was. He was encouraging like a crazy. Let's have crazy have fun. Like come forward. I don't know. He surely wasn't encouraging, encouraging people to trample. Sure, people, well, right? probably not. Yeah. But I, it does okay, him no good. I guess here's here's no. what I was trying to get to. The the most troubling part of all of this to me is we have a large portion of people in our society that mm. roam amongst us that are really really stupid. Yeah. I mean really stupid mm. and that's the uh, that that's the troubling part to me and i think but it's I don't getting think you worse get to where he got because he's he's a, a very professional artist and he's a savvy business person he's a savvy business yeah. person he had you know his deal with mcdonald's probably paid him millions and millions well, of dollars sure it right did, yeah and mcdonald's probably did some background check on, on him to say well let's make sure he's not a serial killer rapist right because <laughs> right. they don't want to be bad for business yeah it's not it's not good and you know his lineup with drake Super well-known, incredibly popular, whether you like Drake or not. He's very, very mm-hmm. popular. Doja Cat, just this beautiful woman, great singer. I mean, she. They, we are not the ones that can judge this anymore. We're middle-aged white dudes. Right. We just can't judge it. I happen to know all of those people. I've listened to all of their music, somewhat, right? But I'm far from expert on it on them. But to, I don't know if it's any different than it happening at an ACDC concert or a KISS concert or a Journey concert. Granted, he was... You know, have, have you ever been to a concert where you felt like things went out of control? Oh, yeah. Bit, right? Oh, so yeah. I went to a, I don't know if you ever heard of this band named Guar. G-W-A-R. I have heard of that band. They're, they like wear big costumes and they pretend to like cut a dinosaur in half and they Why squirt Why were you blood. at a Guar I concert? don't know. It was, it's more of a show, right? Because you don't, okay. there are no stars of Guar. It's just people kind of, they're just <laughs> stars of and Guar. Stuff. Yeah, it's just, it's just anybody can wear the costume, right? Yep. So they can have 10 Guar shows going across the nation at any time. But I'm in, I'm at, uh, this was at uh, either 7th Street Entry or 1st Avenue or something. And you wear like a white t-shirt and jeans because they spray fake blood out. That's their big thing, like gory, gory, like cutting a dinosaur in half. Like it's just goofy. It's just like speed metal goofy. And this was 30 years ago. So I'm, Oh, okay. This wasn't no, last this summer. Was, I was a young man. <laughs> and so I'm wearing a, a, a t-shirt and, and everything's going in. And I'm standing on the side of this mosh pit, which was like kind of fun, right? It's yeah. like, wow, this is a lot of energy. And somebody pushes me like as body checks me into the mosh pit, right? And I am livid. But I'm also 5'11", 139 pounds, right? I'm not going to do anything about it, but I'm living I turn around, and it's like a 5'1 chick. And I was like, what? <laughs> this little tiny chick. <laughs> banging. I was like, wow, I shouldn't maybe be within Jess, this. it was mo- my yeah. wife. Yeah. I, mean, I was like, what am I doing here? And I had this like realization of like, why am I here? Like, I'm a professional person. Like, right. I, but it was it was so fun. But I could see how just the energy of a My whole point was the energy of a crowd makes you push a little harder or squeeze in a little tighter. I guess, you know? yeah. And, and yeah. I think we've all experienced that at concerts. And he said, you know, U2 doesn't do that anymore. It's like, yeah, U2, I'm going to U2 concerts. Because first of all, tickets are 340 bucks. Right. So it's got to be a guy who has a job. Or the Stones. Yeah, or, I mean, you know, it's, it's, yeah. you're just not going to do it. You know, you're not going to risk it. And it was a really, really sad thing. But, you know, I, I can't fathom for one minute that... Travis saw people dying and said, the show must go on. Right. You know, I just, I, he, it would be impossible in my mind. You know, it would be impossible. So my two cents, don't you love it when I give you these? I do. Like light I do. show two cents. Yeah. Yeah.
don't know. It okay. Seems, it seems a lot. That's I mean, fair. It's it's I, what I think that the everybody on GL were outside of the loop of ever doing that again. You know, and yet you have musicians, right? I mean, Sushray is never going to go to a concert where he gets out of control again. But I guarantee you, in his lifetime, when first of all, when he was playing concerts, sure, he probably experienced some of that, yeah. or would love that crowd to be frenzied, mm-hmm. right? I mean, is he not a frenzied well, guy? And I guess the only reason I can relate to it a tad bit is, you know, the the, the place I would work at on the weekends would mm-hmm. play music just like that yep. all yep. the time. So yep. it was four hours of pouring drinks and listening to that crap yeah. for four hours. It was painful. Yeah, it's it, just it, not your genre. It's just not my genre. Mm-hmm. So, And I could see the crowd. And I'll never forget. I, I don't remember who the artist was that came to our nightclub mm-hmm. after one of his shows. Again, it's one of those artists that I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure the but average cool. 21-year-old yeah. knows exactly who it is. I have no idea who this person is. And that's why they would always put me at the back bar with them because they knew, well, Reavers doesn't give a damn who care. this person he's gonna, is. He's going to just take care of him and move on. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. I, you know, so that's why they would always put me back there because I literally didn't care. Mm-hmm. And so, but I would see these people losing their you know what. Oh, yeah. And it but was. But that's just, part of the fun of it. I guess. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, God forbid something happens and it sounds like a horrible, horrible way to die. Mm-hmm. Right. It sounds like a horrible way to die. I can't fathom that Travis Scott was thinking this is good for his business. Right. Because you know? I, I'll, what's his name? Um, CeeLo Green. Okay. He he came in, did maybe an hour, not maybe not even an hour, and they were charging a lot of money for you to come in to mm-hmm. be a part of this because that's kind of a cool yeah. deal if you're a CeeLo Green fan. Yeah, you get to see him sing one song or two songs. And, and so, yeah, so he would come in and play a song, and basically he was wasted, so he would you know, lip sync over or t- yeah. try to sing over his recorded his track, track that's yeah. being played or yeah. whatever. And um, I forgot where I was going with that story. That was a relatively tame crowd. What do you think CeeLo Green gets paid for that? Uh, I would probably guess it's got to be north of six figures. You think so? Yes. Just to come into a bar yes. and do... I well, mean, don't you remember the story? Um, who was the goofball from the Jersey Shore? Paulie. Thank you. Because okay. he's also a DJ, right? Wasn't he? Uh, yeah. I, or he, I can't or he masqueraded around yeah, his one. Yeah. I think it was him. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the venue in Minneapolis, but they paid him a million dollars to you're, come. No. To come. Because I know the promoter that did no, it. No, yes. you've got to be kidding no. me. And they paid him a million dollars to come to, I don't know if it was like Bellanote or, okay. or one, one of the, I don't remember what Seems the venue like lot, was. But okay. okay. I'm going to agree to disagree. On they that paid him a million dollars to come to this place because they knew, well, A, they were charging a hundred bucks just to get in. Mm-hmm. And then they knew they could sell. $25 vodka tonics all day long all yeah. night long yeah. and they were going to make more than that back and then obviously they got a bunch of promotion and you know whatever sure. else but oh yeah that that's that 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 didn't surprise me that's the least a, okay i'm going to go deep on another tangent here we go paris hilton right <laughs> paris hilton we really have well i i, I know cast I, a wide I, net I know this is going weird <laughs> but i think she made a huge mistake because i think paris hilton should have made a reality show after she was famous yeah and you know as, as she was starting to wane I think her reality show should have been called The Business of Paris because wouldn't it have been interesting to have her say, okay, I have to go to Vegas and I have to stand in this bar for 15 minutes. I'm going to get 149000 bucks. They fly me out on the jet. I mean, that's what she was doing. She was going to Vegas. Yeah. She'd pull out a, a champagne bottle. She'd DJ one song because she fancied herself a DJ for a while, and she was getting 200 grand. Yeah. And then she, and that would, I would find that 
because she had a brand that was unlike anyone else's in the world at that point in time. Yeah. It, it was just like, this is what you can do if you happen to be Paris Hilton, and this is what business looks like, and it could have been on a business channel. That's what, before Trump was Trump, he did a, right. a the thing with his golf courses, yeah, and that was a fantastic business show about him running his golf courses with his kids. And I thought, wow, what a great, great story, how he'd just go in and take over these courses and, and revamp them. I just thought that was a cool idea. Paris, you can have that idea. <laughs> you can run with the it. Business, well, I'm sure she's hurting the for the money, too. I'm sure well, she has a new show. Oh, she does. Yeah, but she has to pretend she's a dope and that she can't make any money when in reality she's, you know, getting checks Are for... You a weekly viewer of, of this no, show? No, but I just happen to... I, I live with people who constantly oh, watch sure. this Bravo okay. station. Sure. And I, as I walk by, I take pens and jam them into my ear because I can't take that station. When I when that station has a, a, a promotion... We're a big HGTV mm-hmm. uh, family. Um, so yeah, we'll be yeah. watching that or the or the Horse Network or whatever, she, whatever she's watching. <laughs> And when a promo thing. comes on for one of those shows, because they'll, they'll cross-promote yeah. with those networks, and when one of those promos comes on for the show, I lose just a little bit more faith in humanity. It is not Especially good. when it's the Desperate Housewives or... Because Real all of those shows, of they just yeah. all they care about is drama, which I couldn't possibly care less about. They I don't care that... Nervous. I don't care that Christy hates Sally. I don't care. Why, do, why should you care? I'll, but but millions of people do. I'll walk up to my wife. I'll get suckered in. We have a TV in the kitchen, right? I'll get suckered in for two minutes, and I'll say, what? She looks totally different. And like, oh, this is like 10 years old. I'm like, you're watching a 10-year-old rerun of a reality show about women who live in New Jersey? Oh, my God. Why do you, why do you care? I why? mean, once you've seen it once, I mean, is there anything You know the outcome. Yeah, she's going to tip over the table pretty soon. I mean, I right. guess that happened 10 years ago. I don't uh. know. All right. Well, hey. we, 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 I think we I think we got to the well, bottom of a lot of things, yeah. or we really didn't do anything. This was anything. cathartic for me. Yes, Thank it, you. Okay, I needed good. a little break. Okay, good. Uh, please do us a favor and rate and review the show if you if you possibly can. You can find us on all sorts of various platforms. But as Mike mentioned earlier, please do us a favor and recommend the show to a friend. Why you know not? What? Pass on. It's free. It's absolutely free. It is the Weekly Scramble. That's Mike Fredoloni from Fredoloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. My name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next week. Reavers, you're the best. Thank you, buddy. Until then, cheers.